Welcome back to another podcast edition of Player One. My name's Eleni and I'm joined by our amazing EP Connor. Hello, hello. I'm, I'm very glad to be here and we're, we're here for a lovely little reason. I'm happy about this. I love speculation. I love speculation and I also love Mass Effect and our episode tonight is both of those things. I'll just put it out there that I really, really hope that all of these rumors are true because the Mass Effect trilogy is probably like my favorite trilogy of all time. I love it. I adore it. It's not perfect, but you know, if they do remaster it, maybe they can rectify some of the issues we had in the original trilogy. But basically for some background, so these rumors have been circulating for years. Everyone's always wanted a Mass Effect trilogy remaster. But a journalist named Jeff Grubb went on to the Game Beat podcast and he was quoted saying, I know it's real. I've seen more than enough evidence to know. But given everything that's happened with COVID-19 this year, he was saying that even though it was initially scheduled for an October 2020 release date, that probably will be pushed back now. But regardless of that release date, it means, ladies and gentlemen, that we will hopefully be getting a Mass Effect trilogy remaster are you excited connor or am i the only one who's excited for this like the mass effect series it, it has its fans i like i'm not particularly excited just because i don't see myself playing the mass effect trilogy again so my experience i never played mass effect one i never actually even owned a copy so my experiences come from both mass effect 2 and mass effect 3 which had well especially mass effect 2 multiple playthroughs I got both the best of endings and the worst of endings. I sunk a lot of time into that, and Mass Effect 3, though mechanically a good game, I was one of those people like, what the hell's that ending? Pick my favorite color? All right, I'll go green. So it was sort of a bittersweet thing, especially for Mass Effect 3. I don't think I'm willing to just go through that for for the same ending, unless obviously the DLC, which included a new ending, is in there. But like, at this point in time, not particularly, not particularly. I'm just still trying to process the fact that you never played the first Mass Effect game. Like, what kind of monster plays two and three <laughs> and doesn't play the first one? Well, I think by the time I started playing it, I never saw a copy of Mass Effect 1 anywhere. Like, even when I did try to look, granted, at the time I was a teenager and didn't have disposable income, so a lot of it was hey, this game looks cool, let's pick it up. Like, and also just, I also didn't do online shopping at that point. So a lot of my experiences were going into an EB Games or a JB Hi-Fi and seeing what's on sale. See, it's funny because I had the opposite experience. My brother used to just buy Xbox 360 games and he had the first Mass Effect. And I remember playing it like 
it must have been when it first came out. And I loved it, but then I kind of forgot about it. And I never really thought about Mass Effect again. And then when I was just doing some online shopping, they had the three-in-one trilogy pack, which I still have. And so I was like, oh, I loved the first game. Maybe I'll just, I'll just buy all three and I'll play all three. And so then I bought all three together, played the first one, or replayed the first one, and then played the second one, which is... I mean, pretty much unanimously known as the best one in the trilogy, let's be honest. Oh, without question. Um, Without question. Yeah, exactly, really. But I do love the third one, minus the ending, you know, it's fine. When I talk about, like, all the things I want to see from this remastered trilogy, a lot of it will be me talking smack about the first one, but it's also because (laughs) I feel like the first one has so much potential, and if they just tweak a few things, it could be, like, the best game in the trilogy. It's like with every remastered trilogy, it's always the first one that's going to need the most work. Definitely. It's like Bioshock is another favourite of mine. And even though everyone, like the first one is probably the best game regardless, but the remaster did a really good job of tweaking the very clunky combat that that game sometimes has. But we're not here to talk about Bioshock. I'm, I'm here to talk about Mass Effect. Let's get from like the most, what is the most incremental improvement you want to see in a potential remastered trilogy? Okay, so I think for me, the number one priority is that when we get the trilogy, we get all of the trilogy. And I don't just mean like the original base game. I mean, all of the DLC that was released because Trilogy had some awesome DLC. You know, we had Lair of the Shadow Broker, which was like critically acclaimed, but also something you had to pay for. So I think that if they do release a remastered version, we need Lair of the Shadow Broker. We need Leviathan, which was also a bit of a silly DLC in the third game, but something I really loved. So I think that all of that would be really good, but then also maybe even some hidden pieces of dialogue that we never got. I read up on this and read up on a lot of unreleased dialogue that was actually supposed to be part of the game and one particular thing that I thought would be awesome to include is there was supposed to be a conversation between Grunt and Morden in Mass Effect 2 about the genophage which was obviously for any Mass Effect fans a huge part of the third game it was sort of the weapon that sterilized all of the Krogan race and so apparently there was a conversation between Grunt who's a Krogan and Morden the Salarians um, and it was completely removed from the game which is really upsetting because I think obviously in the third game we get this amazing, potentially amazing redemption arc from Morden where he sacrifices himself to save the Krogan. And I feel like that dialogue in the second game could have been like a really important piece of foreshadowing for Morden's decision in the third game. So stuff like that. Um, and within obviously like the base game does have a fantastic storyline, but the DLC definitely makes it all all bigger and all better. And I guess within the storytelling elements, you know, the notoriously controversial ending of Mass Effect 3, I myself wasn't pleased with it, but I also wasn't as upset as many fans were. It's understandable, yep. but I yep. didn't think it was that I didn't think it was that bad. You thought it was horrible, Connor? I thought it was terrible. Oh, I just saw it as pick your favourite colour. I mean, yeah, it basically <laughs> was. <laughs> You're like, not it was wrong, just, I guess. Yeah. It was pick your favourite colour. I'm like, w- w- so, and I, and I just sort of thought, wait, no matter how I play, is this going to be the ending that I get? And it pretty much was. And I'm like, then what's the point? <laughs> like, what is going on here? I know, it's, it was upsetting, I guess, because, like, the Mass Effect trilogy is this epic space opera RPG 
And then it does at the end just literally come down to three passageways of colors. See, so, I, yes. I almost I almost see it as the the very start of the downturn of Bioware. Oh, one hundred percent. There is absolutely no denying that fact, I think. Yeah, I think Bioware are fantastic, but I do think that that was kind of the beginning of the end for them in terms of at that point they had a great reputation because Mass Effect was yes. obviously fantastic and they had a lot of things and I think that outcry from that game and from a lot of loyal Bioware fans definitely turned a lot of people against them but this is why well, I mean this is really EA's opportunity to rectify those things but I would love to see even if we got you know, an extended ending. I know we kind of got a little bit more of an extension they released after the third game came out, but I would love an even bigger epilogue. You know, even like in one of the endings that they rectified, we do kind of get the hint that Shepard does survive. I would love, that is my favourite ending purely because I just grasp onto the hope that Shepard survives. So I would love something like that ending to be furthered and then we get like a happy shepherd at the end of mass effect 3 that would make me so happy maybe get like a you know like a wedding with whoever you romanced in the game so i think that's the big thing for me like they just need to make sure when they do or if they do remaster it that we have all of the content all of the dlc because it does really make the saga even more epic and maybe this is wishful thinking from me but i would also love some extra dialogue maybe a rectified ending because i think that obviously lots of fans would love the trilogy remastered anyways but i think if they came out and said you're getting all of this and we're actually going to fix some things i think that it would be the perfect it would be the perfect way to end like a 2020 disastrous year honestly do you think realistically that this is just going to be a straight up port with just a remastered title in it? Because that's what I can see. Yeah, I mean, looking at like the history of remasters, I do think that that probably will be the case. But I really hope not, because I think that obviously, you know, the beauty of remastering games, especially like quite old games, you look at, you know, like all of the original Crash Bandicoot games, Inspira games, I think it's a great opportunity to like showcase those games to newer fans. But I also think it's a great way to sort of pay homage to all of the old fans who have loved these games forever. So I really hope that they don't just take the easy way out because I will be quite hmm. upset if, if it is just a straight port, like you said. But, you know, I'm trying to be wishful here. <laughs> so that's probably the biggest thing. All three games in one package with all the DLC included. Now, what's next? Now, next, this is when I start to attack Mass Effect 1. <laughs> I do want to preface by saying I absolutely adore that game, but I think it's very clear looking at the three games that that's the one that obviously needs the most work to be done. And so I think if we're just focusing on Mass Effect 1 for a bit, you know, some upgrades to animation, you know, NPC animation, all of that, would be absolutely pivotal. I think that they have to fix that straight away because I played through the first Mass Effect recently and it's just a bit of a disaster. But I think the biggest thing that they would need to really fix with Mass Effect 1 is the combat because, you know, in the second one and the third one, we get a pretty, like, straight-cut third-person cover shooter, which I love. I love that style of gameplay. And then, obviously, we have, you know, like, the biotic and tech abilities, which is, like, really cool. It makes the um, combat really interesting. But the Mass Effect 1 combat is a bit of a disaster. You can kind of call it a cover shooter if you, like, squint into the gameplay. 
So I think that I would love for them to just completely overhaul the combat of the first one. And even if it is, you know, something and basically just mirrors the combat of the second game, I think that that would be really cool. But I think that if they did keep it in a similar style to what they had, they would really have to hone in on making sure that you can, when you approach a wall, actually take cover against the wall. Um, Because I think that as great as the first game is, it's obviously great for exploration. The combat definitely left something to be desired, which they did ultimately fix in Mass Effect 2. But I think that would be the the next biggest thing for me, just making sure the combat's consistent. Um, I would love them, you know, like I said, wishful thinking where this isn't just a straight port. I would love to see like an overhaul in all the tech and biotic abilities. I have said before that Mass Effect Andromeda was my biggest disappointment ever <laughs> in the history yes. of gaming, but yes, and and it's quite justified, I think, really. But oh, the one thing that justified, I, yeah, it's a bit, it's trash. But the one thing I will say about that game is that the combat's actually really cool because it's really fluid, and they introduced a lot of cool biotic and tech abilities. Um, so, I mean, it would be awesome, probably unrealistic, but really cool if we could see some of those combat developments that they created in that game be then transferred into not only the second and third game, but particularly the first game, because I think it would just be an absolute, like, amazing thing to see, to play through, like, the first Mass Effect game and get, like, really fluid combat. And in a similar vein, again, poor Mass Effect 1, um, one thing that I think every fan needs to see, and I feel like they would get ripped to shreds if they didn't do this, is to improve the the vehicle combat and just overall controls. And I don't want to like call out one particular vehicle, but I think anyone who's played Mass Effect 1 knows the pain of the maker. It is, I'll go on record and say, probably one of the worst vehicles ever. There are so many worlds to visit. I think a lot of people are put off from doing that because of how hard it is to even you know, travel on the terrain and explore those worlds. So I think that, you know, even if they don't overhaul the combat of the first Mass Effect 1, I think the biggest thing that they need to do is fix that macro because it is a disaster. And even if you've played the third game, all they do is, like, make quips about how bad that vehicle (laughs) is within the game. And if you've got the game characters making jokes about that, then obviously, as developers, you'd like to think that when they're remastering the trilogy, that's like high on their priority list. My my main concern now that I now that I just look at Mass Effect Three, and with um, I think a lot of EA console games, it's pretty much mandated that they need to use the Frostbite engine, which BioWare have had a lot of trouble adjusting to it. My concern, and I feel like this may be a concern of yours, do you think that they're going to switch over the entire trilogy to the Frostbite engine instead of the Unreal engine? Yeah, I mean, that is a concern because you're right. We've obviously seen some um, interesting developments because of that. Specifically, specifically Mass Effect Andromeda and Anthem, which are both Bioware titles and both have earned a middling to very poor reviews. Exactly. Um, and that's where I guess it's a tricky thing because I I don't mind the combat of Mass Effect 2 and 3. I think it's perfectly fine. But it's that whole thing where the combat of Mass Effect 1 is quite disastrous. So it's an interesting thing because I think that maybe if they did 
switch over to the frostbite engine, it could be a good thing if it meant that the combat was consistent throughout the trilogy. Um, it's just one of those things where it could also, for a lot of diehard fans, they could be quite upset by that. Because like you said, um, with things like Anthem as well, it probably hasn't run as well as what they were anticipating. But I think that it's, it's definitely a gamble and it could pay off or it could not. But I think if it means not having to deal with that horrendous Mass Effect 1 combat, then maybe it could be a good thing. I don't know. What do you think? Would you rather them just I feel of... like if you, if you go to the Frostbite engine, and I'm just going from looking at Mass Effect Andromeda, you run the risk of getting all, the, all those bugs in an unpolished game, which... Mass Effect 2 and 3, which I also believe run on Unreal 3, um, they're polished. They're good. I didn't notice any bugs when I played. It was really good experience and really solid all around. I'm just incredibly concerned that with the move of the Frostbite engine and the lack of, you know, Bioware have not had a great track record with it. Um, it's going to result in something that's very similar to Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, that is a good point. I guess it's that whole thing where, because obviously this could actually be a really good thing, because obviously with Andromeda, they were building a whole game from the ground up. So maybe it could be a more smooth transition, because I think that when Andromeda wasn't bugging out and you could actually play the game, which is very <laughs> rare, mind you, the few moments very you had where it, was, where it was consistent, um, it actually worked all right, I think. It was... It did make the, the gameplay really interesting. I mean, Mass Effect 1's a different story. That game is just one giant bug. So I, I don't... Yeah, it's, it's definitely... It's an interesting thought that you bring up, Connor. And I'm, it's, I'm it's not just sure my, how I feel about it. It's just my main... Like, you, you talk about how you want all the DLC and the entire game in one package. My main concern is, will it be... Which engine will it be running on? That's my main thing. Uh, following, following on from that, what's uh, next? What's next? Well, I think this is potentially a silly one, but I think that obviously when we do see remasters or any sort of thing, we see a decrease, hopefully a decrease in loading screen time, which is something that I think that Mass Effect has sort of struggled with sometimes. Um, for anyone who's played the first one, those elevator loading times were horrendous. But saying that, I also think that those sorts of loading screens should not be removed from the games because I, one of my favorite parts of the first game is when you travel to a new location or a new part of the Normandy ship, it's sitting in that elevator and having your squad mates make little quips and remarks to each other. I just thought <laughs> it was the funniest thing. And it meant like, for me personally, I would always try and bring different squad mates or different combination of squad mates um, on mission or to the Citadel in the hopes that we would enter an elevator and I could hear the banter because it was so funny when you'd have, you know, a giant Krogan like Rex talking to someone like Tali or Caden. So I think that, you know, with remaster, with, you know, upgrades, we hope that these loading screen times will be minimized, but I also hope that they don't abolish them. Maybe just limit it to, you know, the small conversation and then poof, we're ready to go. But I think it was little gems like that for me personally that just made Mass Effect hilarious. And I think that even though it was a very like serious space opera, 
it was also very self-aware, especially in the last game. And it became really funny. So I think that, yeah, for me, that loading screen times, maybe they can stay. I don't know. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I, that is such a, that is like the, the most, I don't know. I never paid attention to loading screen times. Like, no, or not just loading screens. The only loading screen that I can say that I loved more than anything else about a game was Crash Bash. But that's a, to- that's a topic for another time. But like, huh. I've definitely never thought that just because I, I, I don't know what I was doing like when I was playing it. But it was just like, huh. That is, that, that, that's the weirdest like thing I want in an improved game. The loading screens. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's... I mean, in any other series, it would be something I wouldn't even talk about, in all honesty. But because it was just such a little moment, like such little moments of just joy and like hilarity in those games, that I think that they would be really doing a disservice to the series if they got rid of their like elevator loading screen times. I never thought I would be saying that about a video game ever. But that just goes to show... How special the Mass Effect trilogy is. <laughs> I love that. As a that. diehard fan. And then I think something that I know, so random. But another thing I want to touch on, going back to sort of the visuals, is um, I would love to see, particularly in the first one again, it's all about Mass Effect 1 here. I would love to see a huge texture overhaul. Because I think, as I was saying before, we have a lot of issues with, you know, the first game and there's lots of different worlds and planets you can visit. And the first obstacle is obviously the Mako because of how horrible that vehicle is. But assuming that that all gets fixed and it becomes a functioning vehicle, those worlds were for the most part quite barren. And so I think this would be a really cool opportunity for EA and Bioware to really put some life into those worlds and planets because the first game is absolutely an exploration game. And it would be so cool to just be traversing those worlds and planets and, you know, see like, a really fantastic looking Threshamore just appear out of nowhere and have, you know, all of these planets, you get to visit, you know, a space station on the moon. Like that would be awesome if we could see some more life put into those sorts of planets and, and moons. So I think that it could be really interesting to see like all these, all of these elements put into this game or remaster. But yeah, this is, I feel like this is wishful thinking again, but you know, this is my ideal Mass Effect trilogy remaster. That's yeah, that's, yeah. This is like what this we're is getting. what everything everything that you desire in a Mass Effect trilogy remaster of some sort. Like, will this be? Will everything be exactly what you may want? Maybe not. Like, that's that's the fun part. We don't know exactly. Well, we don't know if it's even happening. But also, like, if it does happen, there's that expect. Like, there's your expectations and the fans' expectations. Exactly. And I think that Mass Effect has a very loyal fan base. And I think that those loyalties were very, 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 very much so tested when Andromeda was released. Let me tell you, as a diehard fan, as a diehard fan, when I put that game in and could barely play it, I almost cried. I'm not even joking. So I think that this is a really big opportunity for Bioware and EA, because I feel like both of them are very contentious at the moment. I think this would be a really big opportunity for them to come out with this trilogy and, like, you know, blow 
blow people's minds, really put some trust back into, you know, both of them. Because I think, you know, in this current climate, a lot of people love developers like CD Projekt Red at the moment because they've been really good to their fans. And so I think this is a really big chance for Bioware to be like, we hear you, we see you, we will fix that ending for you. We will make the first game playable. We will do all these things for you because we love you fans and we love this trilogy. And then hopefully that goes well and we get a brand new Mass Effect game. I think I'm onto something here, Connor. I think I'm onto something. <laughs> I'd like to think you are, but I, I'm not that I'm not that hopeful. I'm quite, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the pessimist here. I think that if they if this does happen, they're gonna test the waters. And if this sells well enough, keyword sells well enough, there may be potential for a a game in the series, whether it be a complete reinvention of the Mass Effect series. Yeah. So do you think do you think this will sell well? I guess that is the big question. Do you think if they release a remastered trilogy that it will sell, sell well? If they're a Mass Effect diehard, yes. I'm trying to think EA sales expectations here. Like, you know, God, what was... Like, they would probably want at least 3 million copies of this game sold. Will it get 3 million, maybe? I really don't know. And I don't think the Mass Effect waters have been touched for a while. So I don't think people are like, maybe they want that nostalgia hit of the original Mass Effect, Mass Effect trilogy, but I feel like it's only going to be the diehards. Yeah, I think the other thing I'm really considering, if somehow this did get released in 2020, I think 2020 has been a really interesting year for video games. You know, we've spoken before about how well Animal Crossing is done and I guess that can definitely be attributed to the fact that everyone's kind of been stuck at home and has wanted a lot of you know or any excuse to escape so I think that if somehow this game did get released in 2020 I actually think it would make a lot of money because like you said the diehard fans would probably lap it up but there's no better form of like escapism than like a sci-fi epic RPG game and so I think that if they put the hard work in and it did get released, I reckon we could see a lot of a lot of copies being sold, Connor. That would that would be amazing. I will happily sit on the pessimistic side of this. But overall, like these those are the biggest things that you want out Definitely. of the entire Mass Effect trilogy. Do you think it's ever gonna happen? Um I'm I'm quite confident, especially like I said at the beginning when that journalist went on air and said it's in the works. I do think that we will get a remastered trilogy. And I think it's been on the cards for years. I think fans have wanted it for years. I guess the big question for me is what's the quality going to be like? Because at this point, everyone's pretty convinced it's happening, but we haven't seen any footage. We haven't really gotten any official statements. So I would love to see something from EA. People talking about this remaster, but we have no <laughs> proof. So I. Yeah. I would love, you know, if EA cared about the Switch, I would say that this could be a, a, an ideal port for the Switch. Oh, now, that's, now that's an idea, Connor. Imagine playing <laughs> the Mass Effect trilogy as a, on, like, on like a portable console. Oh, no one would ever yeah. hear from me ever again, honestly. <laughs> like, I could see that. Or if they remaster on PS4, you can play it on the Vita with remote play, but I, I, don't, I think the 13 people who own a Vita 
um, none of them would be interested in Mass Effect on the Vita. <laughs> yes, exactly. The few people that have the Vita probably don't want Mass Effect on there anyways. Um, yeah, I, exactly right. I guess the only worry with EA say it's going to be ported to the Switch, that would definitely diminish my excitement about, you know, graphics overhauls or, you know, gameplay overhaul, because I think that if they did that, it would probably mean a more simplified remaster. It would it would be just a straight port of the games, really. I think that would probably be a Switch version of it. Like, it's interesting because EA is porting over Apex Legends to the Switch. That's happening. So maybe this maybe they're willing to port more of their hardcore franchises over to the Switch. Maybe not just the basic terrible port of FIFA every year. It would be a cool game to play on the Switch for sure. I would definitely pick it up on the mm. Switch, I think, um, over any of the consoles. But like I said, the only worry with me hearing news like that would be that it would probably mean I wouldn't be getting my my ideal Mass Effect trilogy remaster. Well, I can tell you straight away that if it does happen, there will be multiple reviews coming out of us. But... Eleni, thank you for jumping in and basically just gushing about your love of Mass Effect and what you want improved from it. Of course, thanks for having me. I'm always happy to talk about Mass Effect. And yes, you can guarantee that if there's any news, any updates, any games that get released about Mass Effect, I will be the first to talk and write about them on Player One. Oh, I heavily expect that. But what you can also heavily expect is great content in the online world. So if you go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Omni, all those great places. You can find uh, previous Player One episodes, reviews, interviews, all that great stuff. And if you want to go check us out in the social medias, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Player One Sin. And finally, uh, go check us out on the Sin website at sin.org.au. We have a few things coming up, including a Doom 3 review by yours truly. But uh, until next time, we will see you on Player One. Have a great one, everyone.